Welcome to the Autonomy Talent Podcast, where we feature creatives, discuss what they do, what they do to promote their creative endeavors, and try to come up with new methods that might boost their results and yours. We'll also have the occasional industry expert here to talk about what's new in digital marketing. So enjoy the show and remember to always live intentionally. So we met recently through Brad, my, the singer of my band, Astros Kills, and uh, you came out and did an interview with us a couple of weeks back with the, with the band. We recorded yeah, a few yeah. of our videos, a few of our songs, and you posted a couple of them on your Facebook page. So, and we really appreciate that, you know, because we're, like I said, just getting started, so trying to get get things get the ball rolling. So any exposure is great exposure for us. <laughs> oh, you guys are kicking it. The, the views are up there. I think I looked up um, the average viewer spends maybe three to five seconds on a view on facebook uh if you're holding anybody's attention for nine to 12 seconds that's pretty good and i think at one point you guys were going like at 14 and 15 seconds wow so that means you know people are consuming the video these people are watching parts of it yeah yeah they're watching it i've watched it i've shared it all over the place too and we're just starting to push out the one you posted last night the second one with the interview and then the yeah uh, song afterwards so that guy's that guy's going. Uh, the last I looked at it, I think for the past what fourteen hours, we've been getting a view every sixty seconds. Yeah, it was like when I looked at it this morning, it was like eight hundred and some views. Yeah, it's kicking so, it. Yeah, it's getting. I'm glad to see that. It's getting some traction. So did you guys? I guess you guys shared it as well. You guys must have a good huge following for the the numbers are going. I well, mean, I've got a following and I share it a lot to a bunch of different groups. But yeah, I've the been bands, to groups too. I, I saw like when I first saw it, it had like, already had like twenty one shares, and I assume that was you sharing it to multiple groups. And yeah, such. But, yeah. Like I shared it once to a group last night, and then I looked and the, Brad had shared it to the same group this morning. <laughs> it was like two posts down it was the same exact video. I was like, oh, I'll just go ahead and delete mine. <laughs> I don't think I don't wanna, it matters. Flood their group. You know the way it, the way it works is like even though you you could post it now and then two hours later it's so far down yeah that, right that people they don't know you posted it yeah exactly twitter's that way too i've noticed man you post on you can post the same thing on twitter 10 times in a day and no one's gonna even notice you posted it multiple times because it it's such a fire hose it just goes by so fast right if you, right if you blink you missed it so. i share the hell out of it i know that you know bands might have when you're in a when you have a band and you have your own page your own your own thing going and you and you upload your video i mean how many times can you really upload that video to your same page over yeah. and over, you know? So they kind of they're kind of limited. Whereas, I don't give a shit. I'll upload. I'll share it five times in a day to my same page and maybe hide it from the timeline or something. But right. throw a lot of music in between it so that people actually see it. Yeah, exactly. I've noticed you share a lot of other videos from like major, you know, bigger names artists too. Oh yeah, yeah. A lot of really cool shit. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of keeping it as close to like a Headbangers Ball theme. If any of you guys remember Headbangers Ball from oh, back in the day. Yeah. Saturday night with a 12 pack. <laughs> I remember they tried to bring it back. Like when was that? Around like probably like two, early 2000s. Yeah, like that. They I think Josta did it from a uh, Hate Breed for a while. And who I, else? I don't even know who it was that was hosting it, but it was it was lackluster because I don't know. I don't think there was that that much really going on with videos in the in the like headbanger scene at the time. Really, yeah. 
dudes were like kind of had gone away from MTV and making videos for MTV and all that shit because they there wasn't any point in making videos for them because they weren't getting played. So. Yeah, that's um the thing with what I do is um you know I try to keep it so that everybody's interested. You know, I'll I'll share as much local music as I can get my hands on, and that's really what Metal Nation is based on. Right. Just local bands getting out there interviewing, getting live shots and stuff like that. But at the same time, you know, I've got to keep keep other stuff on the on the page. So I share a lot of music, and it's anywhere from you know POD to Slayer, Lamb of God to Motley Crue. So right. I cover everybody. You know, uh, sometimes people complain this isn't metal, but you know, it's even even glam like uh, Dave Mustaine called it, gay L.A. metal. You know, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. it's still it's it, I used to love that crap. Like when I was in middle school, was, I still do. I think um I still listen to some of it too. Like I think it was. I was probably around seventh grade when Shout of the Devil came out, or eighth grade, I think, and I yeah. probably like sixth grade when uh, their first album came out. Um, I saw that tour, Shout of the Devil tour. Really? Actually, you know that Shout of the Devil tour was the one of the loudest. During our interview, we were talking about some loud shows, yeah. And that that fucking Motley Crue and Motley Crue Shout of the Devil tour, my ears rang for I know a couple of days after that, and the same with Metallica and Justice for All. Those were the loudest that was shows loudest. I've ever been to. It's like Justice was the loudest one I ever saw. It was inside an arena in Lubbock and their the college the arena yeah. for the uh from Texas Tech. And dude, like literally I was standing there, I could put you could put your mouth right up to the ear of the person next to you and just scream and they couldn't make out what they were what you were saying at all. It was like pointless. There's no conversation during the show at all. That yeah, was <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that and uh, that tour was crazy. It hit Amarillo too, and I'm, that's where I'm originally from, Amarillo, at that time. And it was, uh, I think they played they played the entire set, full stage with the yeah, Lady, with the Lady Justice, Liberty statue that comes crashing yeah, down. All that, the yeah. entire show to about fifteen hundred people. That place in Amarillo holds wow. uh, general admission, I think seven to ten thousand people. But, uh, yeah, 1,500. That's why Metallica, wow. listen, people, that's why Metallica's where they're at now. They came, they played, they played, they played, they played, they toured. It didn't matter if they were playing in front of 1,500 people because they went from Amarillo to Dallas to Lubbock, you know, all this same tour in the state. Yeah. And, you know, they're probably, I don't know where they played I just as for all. Lubbock had a good, pretty good crowd. There was probably about eight to 8,000 to 10,000 people there. Last year I saw them in Lubbock again. They have a new um, arena there. They yeah. built the, the Subway Center or whatever. Uh, not Subway. Whatever the hell they're... United Supermarket Center. Their supermarket chain is how their original chain. Yeah. And uh, they they packed that thing out. There were 40,000 people in that arena That's last nice. year when I saw them. It was a mad show. But they did the, the setup with the like 360-degree stage. So they have like... You know, yeah. four different locations where, where, they can, where yeah. James could go to the mic and whatnot or, or around the place. And I wanted to go it, to that it show. It was dope, man. I told I my saw daughter the, that was her first concert. Really? <laughs> yeah. I saw that tour here in Dallas at the yeah the year before the game. Yeah, where Cowboys play. Yeah, unbelievable. I, I, had I wanted to go, seats, but, but I didn't get to, get to go to that one. This one was better because like every seat in the state, every seat in the arena was. Pretty close. I mean, you can make out every detail. Yeah. You can hear every note. The acoustics were amazing in there. They kind of had that same setup here in Fort Worth on the... Uh, it's that Cunning Stunts DVD, if you haven't seen that. it's the, They filmed it here in Fort Worth, the live... Uh -uh. live um, but it was, you know, in the round. It was, yeah. It was a really cool show. And at that show, they played every song twice because they shot that DVD there. Oh, wow. So they played the entire set twice. Back, back to back to back song, you know, two two in a row, the entire show. By the end of it, we were like, we've got to drive back to Dallas. It's like two o'clock in the morning. So they played 
like each song so they and then open, play the song again. Yeah. And, and when you wow. watch that DVD, the way it, it opens up, it's, it, I think it opens up with So What? And uh, the house lights are on and they all come walking up to the stage and shit. And uh, they go into the song, and then halfway through the song, the house lights go out, and the, the lights hit, hit the stage. Just come on! It's, it was it was a great show, man. Uh, always never disappointed with Metallica. No, never. Except for the, and I was still wasn't disappointed in the show, but the one in two thousand that did the uh, stadium show called the Summer Sanitarium Tour in Texas Stadium, the old Texas yeah. Stadium. Yeah. And James missed that show. Yeah. That that was a little disappointing. That I didn't get to see James. That was like my second time I've seen him. But they, they just had like an all star jam session up there for their set, so yeah. it wound up being pretty damn cool anyway. They had different members from uh, from Corn that came out for a song or two. Kid Rock came out with them for a song or two. Some of the System of a Down guys came out with them, played here and there. It was just really cool. As that was a good show. I remember that you were there too. Huh? Yeah, yeah, that was a good one. Well, I tried way up in the stands. The acoustics sucked, but yeah. it was still cool. <laughs> yeah, I saw I saw them there with Guns N' Roses also back in the day. Oh yeah, when they were touring together. Back when they were Race opening for Guns N' Roses. Yeah, that was that was a good show too. It was. Imagine what GNR would be now if they could have kept their egos in check and and at least tempered the drug use a little bit. <laughs> well, you know they're uh, they were. That last tour was pretty successful, I think. Oh, yeah, I'm sure uh, it was. I know that... When they got slashed back and They came... need some new music with the current lineup, with the original lineup. That would be nice. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that's going to happen. I think the original lineup's kind of like, yeah, that was one tour. I think we're done. So I, don't I don't know, man. I, do you ever listen to Eddie Trunk? No. Uh, he just had somebody from there, from them on. Um, and they're talking about... Oh, they're always talking about releasing new music, but... Uh, and touring, so uh, I think they're still together. They're still really? going to run through for a while. I, could, I thought Slash had said he was done after that tour. I don't think so. It's... Of course, he might have said that at some point, but you throw enough money in front of him, he's like, okay, let's go in the studio. Yeah. <laughs> it was hilarious to think that uh, I've heard him talk about that first album, you know, Appetite for Destruction, and a lot of those songs were, like, written right there on the spot, and or at least parts of them were, and, like, he, Axel would come up for lyrics with lyrics for a song right there, and they'd cut it in one freaking take and just put print, done like what the hell <laughs> that, that's incredible yeah guns and roses is a good show also i uh well i'm waiting for some new music uh guns and roses would be nice to have new music but you know as far as metal heavier stuff i share a lot of that you know code orange ginger the heavier bands Sepultura. if i'm so if i'm pushing uh new music you know i try to do every friday uh 12 of the you know new releases that come out that people aren't aware of and only really the true heaviest metalheads like them because you know it's not it's not the poisons and the god smacks or the, the those bands it's it's the heavier of, of the stuff but like i say i try to to balance it out so that i'm always sharing motley Crue and poison and all that crap right so you know at least once a week i share all the heaviest so that could satisfy those people as well and then when i'm uploading a video an interview or a live performance like i did with you guys i'll i'll um you know start uploading you know just sharing whatever so i'll go from a poison video to a slayer video and just kind of the way old z-rock was you remember z-rock back in the day i didn't live here at the time i was living out in west texas but my grandparents did so i'd catch it once in a while when i was here yeah it was the greatest fucking station yeah, every, you, you would wake up sunday here. morning to like king diamond and 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 wow. and they they had the perfect um 
format. You know, it, it was exactly, you know, I, I try to copy them as much as I do. So, you know, they, they would go from a Shotgun Messiah song to Metallica or Slayer, you know. And back then, they were playing that shit in the middle of the day, which was really strange Unheard for, uh, yeah, you you know. The rock station in Lubbock that I listened to during high school was uh, not KFMX 94.5 out of Lubbock, and I don't even know if it's still around or not, but they would play, the only Metallica song I ever heard on there during the daytime was one, when it was like really blowing up, you know, after the video dropped for it and all yeah. that, and it was getting played all the time but that's the only time I ever heard any of their stuff during the daytime played on there usually at night like on Saturday nights but now they all have like mandatory Metallica hours still so I think they still do that I know the Eagle here was doing it last time I checked they were still doing a mandatory Metallica I have like 30 minute sets like every night I haven't listened to the Eagle in I would say a long 15 years Every once in a while, my, my my Bluetooth on my phone will glitch out, and it won't connect to my car, and so the radio will come on, and that's the only time I really hear it. But You know, I, just because it's, you know, I used to work for Clear Channel back, you know, early 2000s, and, I, and, and the company I worked for, we actually created the, we would do uh, market research work for all the radio stations across the country, you know, from, and we'd start in on the east coast and go all the way through hawaii doing this you know we would help the radio stations create their playlist and um so the people on the phones would be calling you at your house and ask if you got some time then they would ask you a couple questions about some songs hey we got a couple songs we want to play for you and 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 they would give their opinion and that's how the radio station would create their playlist for the following week at that time that was probably the last time i ever listened to the eagle that was 2000 2001 and they were still a rock station. I, I don't even know what they are now. You know, the Edge edge disappeared uh, yeah, back, la- and I think they tried to combine the stations, and it was just, I don't know. KNON 89.3 is really the best for local metal and rock. Really? I didn't uh, know that one existed. I haven't listened to terrestrial radio enough to know that that's even a thing. I don't either. I don't either, but if I'm going to, those are the stations, you know, um, the Dungeon what else is out there i need to start getting into local radio stations more so i know who to go after when we want to get our stuff played check it out <laughs> thursdays and saturdays thursday night saturday night those are the rock shows i believe again i don't listen to a lot of local local music but if i do those that's where i go to when i'm drunk and i'm i don't have access to other music and i just want to listen to locals what uh what 89.3 knon K N O N. They've been around forever, man. I moved down here in the. I'm gonna remember them in the '90s, and I used to listen really? to them back. There was, you know, Twisted Kicks back then, and because yeah, I moved here in '98, so all those guys. '98. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was it was kicking then. That station's been around. It's it's been great for God. local musicians. I may have known of it back in the day, but for some reason that's it's a community radio, so they have different shows. So, like, mm. I think right now they're probably hip hop or latin something oh so it's on. a variety station yeah, yeah but gotcha. the, the rock shows are i believe thursdays and saturdays cool i bet i go on their website and find out for sure yeah awesome man so uh so tell me a little bit more about rock about metal nation and uh how long have you been doing this well metal nation uh a few years now i started out just shooting band interviewing bands and shooting video down down in deep ellum with a. Uh, uh, DMS. I don't know if you know, familiar with the DMS metal scene, Dallas metal scene. Those guys set up shows and uh, and really allowed me to 
to start shooting and, and, and communicate with the bands. You know, I, I um, just started doing it and without any background, you know, it was kind of difficult getting bands to right. to want to do an interview. They're like, well, who are you? Exactly. But I just showed up every weekend, every weekend, every weekend, paid 10 bucks to go to these shows, dragged out the band. So doing this, you know, most of the time, normally I would go to a club and, and just knock out four interviews, you know, on the same band, on their schedule as, you know, as soon as they get off stage, boom, they load out, knock out an interview. I go and shoot video of the next band. They load out. We knock out a video. It's just, you know, that quick. Just crank them out, yeah. It's, it's constant work. And I really enjoy it. It's fun. It's nothing against going to a bar and hanging out and getting drunk all the time. But while I'm there, at least I'm there kind of being productive. Right. You know what I mean? And supporting the local scene. But it's kind of shit I enjoy, so that's, that's kind of why I'm doing this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's fun. Uh, you know, uh, people ask sometimes. I get, well, how much do you charge? I'm like, well, I don't charge anything. Um, you know, I'm interviewing bands, and usually I and I pay. You know, if I go to a show, I pay at the beginning, or if I'm when I first started out and didn't have, you know, just between paychecks and broke, and I would get an invite. I would get, you know, invited to all these shows. Hey, could you come out and interview? Sure, I'll come out. You know, I would just ask you leave my name on the at the door. Right. So that that was going on as well, but uh, yeah, I've had a good response with local bands. Uh, I've probably done over, hell, I don't know, forty, fifty bands from across the state. Uh, any band that plays in Dallas at these venues, these local venues that were around at the time, you know, I would, I would interview them. So, Metal Nation is known in metal communities across the country. You know, on a small level. <laughs> you have your niche. <laughs> yeah, but they're out there. Their people are out there from all over. You know, every now and then I'll get drunk at two in the morning and ask people what city they live in. And there's always the smart asses out there, you know who you are, that just are tired of answering the question or seeing it. But, you know, I have new people all the time, so uh-huh. I, I put up with the, with the smart ass remarks and nobody's really... You know, uh, that's another thing about uh, Facebook. I really haven't had any negative feedback uh, on anything, I think I've been more negative towards others than they have me, but that's a different story. <laughs> uh, in general, generally, you know, it, it's for what I do, uh, musicians and everybody's pretty cool. And you don't get a lot of bashing. You know, I think what I do, the average person that's not a musician, that just likes music, enjoys seeing the interviews with local bands and seeing live and just seeing what's going on and not having to go out and do it, right? Exactly. And then I think the musicians like it because they're, you know, they're critiquing that other artist out there. Deep down, you know you guys are looking at others like, oh, I think we can do that better. Exactly. <laughs> there's always that little but bit the, of friendly competition sure. going on there. Oh, and I think course. I think bands are like that just, just to see what's out there and know what else is going on. Exactly. You've got to keep your your, your finger on the pulse of the industry and your local market and everything so, so you know, like, Maybe you find somebody you might want to try to open for, you know, or tour, you know, you know, try to book with or something like that. And another like, thing is, yeah, a good match. Uh, the bands, you know, when I uh, I was booking shows over at um, O'Reilly's in Dallas, over off Forest Lane. What's up, Ted? That place is really cool. Uh, you can just book the room. So there's a calendar out there, and you go to the website, and if the room's free, you can book it for free. So he lets bands play there, and he doesn't charge them to rent the room. There's no $100. It's $100 to rent the room. $50 for security. None of that bullshit. Nice. He just lets people set up, 
and people come see him and he's making money off of alcohol. So he's not nickel and diming the bands. You know, that's that was that's that's the one thing about the local music scene in Dallas. I don't know about other places. Dallas is strange. It's 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 if you're into the local metal scene and you go to a show in Dallas or Fort Worth and Arlington, you're going to pay a, a cover, a cover, you know, 10 bucks at some venues, no matter what. Like you're not getting in without paying to get into the bar. Right. Which I don't, I don't know how that, I don't know that scene in any other cities, but in Dallas, that's kind of, that's it, you know, $10 to five to $10 to, to get into the bar. And, um, that's, that's kind of, um, that's the thing. When the bar's charging 10 bucks to get in or whatever they're charging, you're charging, who, however it's working out, there's different situations. If I, my point, let me start over here. My point is, is I don't feel comfortable paying to book the room from you. You're the club owner. All of a sudden, I'm bringing in four bands. They're bringing in 10, 15 people each. And you're making money off of alcohol. I mean, there's nothing wrong. I'm not bashing club owners. That's just the way it fucking works. You know, they're there. They've got the venue. The bands come in, play. They're bringing in. They're bringing in people into your venue. But at the same time, you know, I don't like to pay you to bring in people to your bar. It's a variation on the pay-to-play deal that's been... That's I've, what's I've good heard about, about that all over the place. That's what's good about so, Ted. Listen, guys. Ted in Dallas, O'Reilly's. He's not nickel and diming you. He's letting you use the venue, and you bring in fucking people. You bring in people, you're going to get more. You're, you can book the room more. You know what I mean? Right. And there, people are there to drink. So I like that. I like that. Not everybody works like that. Not every promoter works like that, you know? Uh, as far as promoting, I would do guarantees. So it's not a lot of money. You don't make a lot. Listen, all you guys know... You're not making money at this level. You're you're pretty much doing it as a promoter and as a musician out of just love, and and you just that's what you like to do. Um, Those I, shows are more about exposure than they are making many money off of. It's just like streaming on Spotify. You're not gonna make a lot of money unless you're getting millions of streams like a Jay Z or something like that. You're not gonna make a lot of money on Spotify. It's but you can gain exposure in that the way. beginning. You start building your audience in the way. beginning of Metal Nation. I would tell these people, you know, well, I can pay you this much, but it's really about the exposure. Well, exposure's not paying my bills. Well, you're not getting paid anywhere if you're a local metal band, unless you're a, a tribute cover band, and then you're getting paid, but that's just, you know, because they attract people that, they attract the normal group of people that are there just there to have fun and listen to music right. that they're not. They're not there because they're diehard music fans. Exactly. So, um... But there's a lot more of them, so that's why they draw bigger crowds. Sure. That's... I just actually posted um, in like three or four different groups on Facebook just yesterday morning. I, I just quick questions like I don't want to interject my opinion on this. I want to get the feel for what everybody else thinks. What are your thoughts on specifically tribute bands? And of course, I've got the gamut. You know, some people were like, "Oh God, no!" But a lot of people were like, "You know, if as long as they're doing a decent job of representing the artists that they're, you know, that they're trying to tribute, then." Yeah, I'll go see him once in a while. And several people are like, yeah, I played in one for, you know, off and on here and there. And we used to be in a Def Leppard cover band or what, or tribute band or whatever it was. And 
Really, I, it was a very positive response. I was kind of surprised being that the groups I was posting in were mostly musicians because I figured they would be a little bit more biased, but it was really more positive. And so it makes sense. And they all, the general consensus was the same that, yeah, they bring in big crowds of people that want to hang out and party and just have a good time and kind of relive. You might not be able to go see Led Zeppelin today, but you can go see, like, there's probably a half dozen at least Led Zeppelin cover bands, you know, tribute bands around DFW, and you can go see them and have a good time. Yeah, it's it's strange times we live in now with this virus going oh, yeah. around. and That is everything messed up. <laughs> clubs are closing. Clubs are just shutting down temporarily. Uh, you know, until it's gone, you know, and it's just COVID season, like flu season, and everybody's already been vaccinated and all that down the future. I, I don't think the scene's going to be the same. That being said, I think it's time to think about the future and how to restructure, restructure. So there's not as many venues. There's not as many promoters. There's still a shitload of bands uh, that still want to play. So it's kind of a throwback, you know. It's it's kind of a kind of brings Dallas, which is a Dallas DFW, which is a you know, in my opinion, a fucking huge music scene. Massive, massive. Uh, in like all genres. I never run out of people hitting me up to do interviews and come to shows. And every time I think, damn, how am I going to find another band? Hey, you think you could interview us? Hell yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Every time, not all of them are heaviest of metal, but you know they're rock bands and they're playing their music, their instruments, and they're singing. But I think that um, this is just my opinion that this virus has brought everybody. It's knocked everybody down. It's leveled businesses from in this industry, you know, and only the strong will survive, you know, out of these ashes. That being said. That gives the opportunity for new venues, new owners, new management that change the rules on playing and paying and all that bullshit. Yeah. So you know, it's it's a reset basically. It's somebody hit the reset button. (laughs) Yeah. And now, well, we open. uh, I know you're a Bon Jovi cover band, and I paid you twelve hundred dollars last week, but you know, I can give (laughs) fifty. Yeah. I can give you fifty bucks. I uh, and that's another thing. I'm not dissing the the bands. Me personally, I'm old. People, I'm fucking old. I, I, we've talked about shows. My first concert was Billy Squire Saga. Oh wow. Uh, you know, I've, I saw Motley Crue. I saw all these bands growing up. Rat, Poison, fucking just all of them. And um, I still go to shows today. And I just like going to see the original. I mean, I've seen Poison. I don't want to see a Poison tribute man. I just, you know, I but love. If you never saw them, I love. It might be a different story. Like if you're a younger kid that's like kind of has, I don't know, for some reason the eighties, listen, eighties music is appealing for, to younger kids. For the kids. average person, yes. Yeah. But because my life has oh, been yeah. so heavily involved in music, exactly. that I it it it's bores me. Yeah. I can't. I, I. It it's it just bores me. I don't want to see somebody else singing Rage Against the Machine. Yeah, I like, I've see seen Rage kids. I've seen Kiss. I don't need to go see a Kiss, you know, tribute band. Yeah, I know there's several of them around but, too. But I never saw ACDC. So if I get a good, like, I know there's a good local ACDC cover or uh, tribute band. Um, what are they called? Back in Black, I think they're called. 
Uh, several people mentioned them in my Facebook post the other day. I might go see them just because that'd be pretty cool because I never got to see ACDC perform live. Listen, if if, if they're if, not them specifically, but any cover bands at, at a venue and I just pop in to drink a beer, I'm, I'm going to sit there and enjoy the music. Yeah, yeah, but I'm not going to go out and pay to go. See yeah, I'm not going to go out of my way to tribute. seek out some I'm tribute. I'm just not going there. There's no, Same nothing band. against uh, tribute cover bands. I mean, they got to make money too. They're Listen, in every tribute cover band, everybody in there is in another band. <laughs> uh, an original music, you know, original band. They're doing that to so, pay the bills. <laughs> yeah, and, the, and they're, and they're, you know, just doing what they love to do. And they're making a little money. So I'm not that's bashing. The, I'm not the key. bashing. They're doing it. what they enjoy. I'm not bashing them at all. I'm just 100%. saying for me, it just, I'm just not interested. Same. It's not, it's not really my thing usually. Um, like I said, there may be a few that can pop up. There are a couple of cover bands that do like, they're not tributes. They're cover bands that do like their own take, but they're nearly all covers. Like uh, Metalachi is the one that comes to mind. Are you familiar with them? I've heard. I'm... They, they play like metal songs, everything from like Sabbath through Metallica and such, but in mariachi yeah. style. Yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of bizarre, but they do it very well. I mean, yeah. it's very precisely done. They're clean play musicians they're very talented they do it very very well well yeah so, things like they that, build a that big name for that's, that's a unique show yeah. though. i would go see that it's i want like, to go see them i keep missing them it's like what was the band that plays the cellos oh yeah um, uh apocalyptica yeah that's it i think is that, no, that, that, that i confuse it with like the fucking that. movie i confuse it with the with yeah. the uh with the movie about the dudes from south america indians that were what was that apoc apoc I don't know. Apocalypse, because I think the name of the band. They play so. the, the, the cellos and stuff where they're playing Metallica and Sepultura. Yep. Now that's cool. I yeah. can handle that. Exactly. But I don't want to see him up there singing Sepultura and playing that shit just regularly. It's Yeah, some guy that's trying to be Robert Plant on stage or, you know, or trying to, you know, portray the exact character of the of a former band or they're, they're trying to be Ace Freely and all those guys from Kiss, you know, that just doesn't really appeal to me that much. But... Like I said, a lot of people like that because they're not they're not huge music fans. They're going, oh, it's fun. They, Let's yeah. go check it out. And they, what, it's background music, and they just being and they're just out enjoying the night. They're not exactly. out for a show. They're there to have fun, drink, and just listen to music. So right. it's it's all good. Um, what's I gonna say? I don't know. Um, what else are you gonna say? <laughs> I'm, I'm bad about cutting people off. So <laughs> if, I, if I do, just tell me to shut up. <laughs> no, we're fine. I don't know. I mean. What else you want to talk about? Man, this local scene here, uh, like we are talking about, it's kind of difficult to tell how it's going to shake out after all this you know, kind of clears up. Hopefully we'll get a, a vaccine in here before too much longer, and we can kind of start knocking it back. I know the, the numbers are coming out, like in the U.S. particularly, it's new cases are trending downwards for like the last several weeks now. So maybe, fingers crossed, we're actually – kind of starting to see the back side of this thing but school's about to start again and then, so yeah we'll uh, see some places have started so that could make it spike you just never know um but this is the dallas music scene in general i'm trying to get more focused in doing local stuff for now i've like i told you before i think before we started recording that i've been interviewing people from all over the world and all over the country and that's that's great i've talked to some great artists some really talented people and i'm even actually doing some work with a couple of them recording some guitar riffs for, you know guitar parts for some songs for them as well so I've got that going on because of this but I'm really wanting to start focusing on the local scene because I just 
I, I like my city, my twin cities here, Dallas and Fort Worth. And uh, I lived on Dallas side for 20 years. I've only lived over here in Fort Worth for like two now. Yeah. But like the whole Dallas, Fort Worth, Arlington area, and I've been to Denton. And it's just, there's such a huge, huge music scene here, like you were talking about earlier. And it doesn't matter if you're into hip hop, if you're into country, if you're into rock or metal or whatever. Yeah. Genre you, is. You, you should you see my, plenty my friends list. My friends list, you know, is they're all over the place. They're in jazz bands, country music, uh, metal, but they all follow Metal Nation, you know? Right. And really, if you're a musician, you're not only listening to rock. I mean, you're listening to everything. That's yeah. what you do. You learn and you listen. And you draw and you influences pick from the, all over. The best. That's what, you know, all those 80s bands, uh, uh, The Poison, Tesla, even Aerosmith, Cinderella, all of those bands, when you listen to them, you can see a heavy influence of acoustic, you know, guitar, country music, fucking the slide, the acoustic, and people don't realize they're listening to country rock, you know, but the point is, is you're listening to everything if you're a musician, from rap to everything. And plus, if you're a musician in your local music scene, you support your local other local artists because they're out there just like you are, struggling at, you know slugging it out in the trenches just like you so it doesn't matter what genre you're from it's like it's like being in the military you were, were we've always it doesn't matter how long ago you served or what branch you served in we're still you know we're yeah. still brothers so same with the music industry man. same same with it the, country artist, the one whatever. thing i give you i'm gonna give you some advice here the local in the local scene never bash promoters <laughs> and never bash clubs yeah, I could see that being very good. <laughs> I did both. I did both. Uh, looking back, yeah, it is what it is. Um, you will lose people quick when you start voicing your opinion on things that that don't that aren't mainstream. You know what I mean? And, and uh, you know, I, I've interviewed so many bands and say something wrong or or, or, or post something, and they're gone. Because they stick with their promoter and their venue, you know, why would they go on, you know, why would they be against that? So, right. but, uh, you know, it is what it is, like I said, and, and a lot of the bands that I've worked with in the past are still around. Some have broken up, but um, they're loyal. Metal bands are, or, you know, rock bands are loyal to their venue and they're loyal to their promoter. So we got to give them that. Absolutely. You, <laughs> so get, you get used to playing in a spot, you know. You it kind of you you kind of have you get, a, you get a soft spot for that you know, venue. I get it. So yeah, yeah. You're used to playing there. You're used to the crowd that's there. I would get you know you know I I would get pissed off, you know, at some venues and stuff or some promoters, and I'd call them out and lose friends over it. You know, band people in bands just unfriended me, unfriended me, unfriended me, and uh, I would even have people. From other bands that I've interviewed, they're like, "Man, you gotta calm down on your hate speech." <laughs> I guess you would call it. And I did. I learned. I learned. I don't. I don't bitch about anything anymore. Uh, you know, I started just booking shows at O'Reilly's. That dude's fucking great over there. Like I said, in the future, I hope it. I hope that that place kicks it. It's the only place in Dallas that I've worked with that I think is still around. They're just you know shut down like everybody else right now. But uh, but uh, Ted's good. Good guy. Uh, never had any issue over there with with that with that scene, and I never had an issue really with any any place. Uh, 
just 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 a few, you know, and it just Yeah. Just a few. <laughs> Have you seen anything um known anybody that's been playing any of the the outdoor shows have been kind of starting to pop up a little bit here and there i've seen some of them like online and whatnot or places they'll, they'll go and they'll be playing in the club but there's nobody there they're yeah. playing and broadcasting it that's not fair dude i, I look at you know they the rail club got shut down but fucking cantina whatever in the colonies fucking open raging fucking huge stage still fucking making money and you know they're selling more alcohol than food but they don't get shut down. i mean you know what's fair about that uh, it's classified as a restaurant, I guess, so they can they yeah, get away well, with it. Now, uh, how much food are they selling when nobody's there? Right? <laughs> I, uh, it pisses me off. But like I said, um, it's time for um, things are going to change. You know, those big shows, it, those big huge shows it's going to be a while before they come back around the local scene will start back up first and uh people are going to want want shows so we'll find a venue we'll start booking bands again we'll start we'll just start it back i know i'm up. down to go see live and, music myself and the thing that i do with metal nation is a little different than every other promoter because my background is more television radio television and uh i am a musician too i just don't play all the time and it's just for fun but because of my background i was able to do a little more than the average promoter so say i booked you guys to do a show right uh we're gonna do a show next week well i will come out to your rehearsal room we'll shoot two or three songs and we'll do like what we did with you guys now i'll upload a song and you guys would be plugging yourself and the show Hey, come check us out at whatever, whatever. And then it would go into the, the video of the song. Then I would upload that. Then I would upload another one the day of the show saying, hey, come check us out tonight at the venue with another song of your performance. Then when I get to the venue, I'm going live on Facebook and saying, hey, come out to the show. Check this guy out. That's another. So right there before the fucking show started, I've already done three videos of you, right? right? Then I shoot video of your performance and do an interview, knock that bitch out and upload it. So when it's all said and done, I've I've promoted you four times with with you know with a live show a live performance so i'm able to promote a little more you know i don't just book a show and create an ad on facebook and then hope people show up i create the show i go out and shoot video and do pre-promotion like a promoter does right. you know and i do this shit for free people uh i'm not charging anybody and as far as shows that I book in the past, I I did guarantees. It wasn't a lot of money, you know. Every band's different, just on their you know who they are and how long they've been around and just levels. And I've never I've yeah, never I mean, stiffed any band. If I quoted them a prize, they got the prize. I scheduled every show that I booked around my payday to make fucking sure that I had the money to cover the band's pay before the fucking show. So if nobody showed up, the band was still getting paid no matter what. And I've got footage. I've got footage for Metal Nation. So I'm kind of investing in myself as right. as long as and as well as helping out the bands. And another thing with the bands are is they don't want a lot of money. They they like the 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 exposure and the interview and stuff and they take whatever is out there, which is, you know, 
not a lot of money, y'all. I, I would discuss what it is, but it's just not a lot. <laughs> no, and and like with you know, my band, we've we've had that discussion, and we're all like fully understand that we're not going to be making any money off this for quite some time. Hopefully, at one point, we can get some sync licensing going and do doing some other things to generate some revenue. But at, honestly, with Astros Kills, I don't know that we will ever all five be able to just pay our bills off of that band. Right. Um, I don't think that, I don't see that happening with, with this band perhaps one day, but it's not likely at this point, but that's why we all have other things going on. We all have day jobs and or other things we're trying to do like this here and whatnot. So yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm good with that. I don't care if we like, <laughs> if we make like 50 bucks on a show and we spend that, you know, on a new piece of like a new mic stand or something like that we need in the rehearsal room. I'm, I'm good with that. And that's not, I'm not in there trying to make money off those shows. See, that's, right a, that's, that's a 50 bucks for you from a regular promoter. But if it were my show, I would give you the 50 bucks and I've already shot three videos of you gone Facebook live shooting a promo of the video of the promo video. So really I go live four videos plus I pay you money. It's not a lot of money, but I just had some guy come on and pissed me off talking about, well, I don't ever see you at local shows. I'm like, who the fuck are you, first of all? And like, oh, then where are these videos coming from? I'm the motherfucker out there at fucking two in the morning interviewing the last band for fucking free. And they come over here insulting me and acting like I'm not doing anything. I'm like, yeah, come on, dude. Do your homework before you try you to call me You can watch the out. video. It's right there. With it's the video there. In the background. <laughs> it's right there. You, oh, you, you haven't been to our shows. Did you invite me to your show? Yeah, you know how to contact me, man. <laughs> yeah, and I post it up. Hit me up. Bam, you guys want to do an interview? Now it's a little different because of the virus, and I can understand why people don't want to. And also, because I've shot so much video live on stage at venues that uh, most of the bands are used to seeing that, and they're not comfortable with doing a, a shooting video during a rehearsal. They want that live performance shot. But there are no live performance shots now, you know. Yeah. And even, you know, I just use a radio, you know, it's a it's a 4K camera, and I'm just taking audio just off the stage. I'm not running, you know, right. through a board or anything. So that's another thing with Metal Nation. Uh, the audio isn't always the best, but at least gives you an idea of what's going on. Exactly. You know, when I when now that Facebook's showing uh, the Facebook watch where there's just fucking all every metal band out there is now uploading their videos to Facebook so you don't have to share it from YouTube now so I'm seeing like Skid Row 1985 and it's shitty VHS but it's the entire show and it's not great audio but I'm watching it cause exactly. wow this is 1985 I didn't even see this tour and I'm watching <laughs> it you know so if you're really into the music scene you're not too picky about the audio again if you're not into the music scene that's the first complaint i always hear. well the audio sucks i'm like well fuck dude and i usually preface Give all the break. stuff that i post of our of our stuff and of just me playing and that i've done like here at home like audio may not be the greatest but you know bear with me and then i've gotten my audio game stepped up pretty good so i can record pretty damn good audio here until i have my own venue and i can run take audio off take the sound off the board yeah. into my camera then it's you know it's just gonna have to be that way for me the way i've been doing it yeah but uh if you had like a little wireless setup you could probably just run the thing is, is working with a sound guy you know how it is at a club yeah. fuck true 
They're, and then, depending on who the sound guy is, they they don't have time to be fucking with, let me patch this in, and, yeah, they just don't have time. They're just, they're doing their job, you know, and, and it's just easier for me to shoot shoot the video and do it the way I'm doing it. Right. Like I said, if I have my own place, mm-hmm. audio, my own place, the audio will change people. The audio <laughs> will get better. Nice. Well, we need to start working towards making that happen. Yeah. <laughs> That sounds sounds like that's something that you've been thinking about. <laughs> Listen, I think uh, my my uh, what I would like to do is uh, open up a small dive bar, kind of like CBGB style. You're coming in; it's not the cleanest, but the fucking AC works, and you can take a piss. <laughs> there you go, <laughs> and wash your hands. You, you can get get you a beer and get rid of it at all at the same time. And this that's another thing about restructuring. <laughs> I, I hate giving all my ideas away because all I think about is the next step on everything. You know, the See, next, I'm always looking for the next level up. The next step, and because of the virus, all of my next steps got changed into another direction, right? So, opening the small dive bar in a you know not so great neighborhood, but people can come in, you know, and drink and hang out. That's off the table now until everything clears up. The thing about it is, is because of the virus and every business closing, there's going to be a lot of vacancy across the fucking city so rent might be cheaper again i'm not looking for a huge place i'm looking for a small cbgb small little room you know with good sound good lights like the front room of diamond gyms minus the pool hall pool area (laughs) (laughs) small like that i haven't been there in a while I, I was going there for some like a, I guess it was a year ago or a little over now, but I was going there fairly regularly, and they have like they were having like an open mic night on Thursday nights. And yeah, I, I went like, there to check it out a couple times. I wanted to take my guitar, but I wound up never like really feeling comfortable enough with knowing some of the cover songs they're going to want to do to be able to sit in and play. That's two another songs thing. With uh, over at O'Reilly's, um, uh, every Monday I think was open mic night. So you just go in and fucking play. Yeah. It's really easy to book shows over there. A lot of the local local Dallas bands know about the place. Uh, and when I started booking shows over there, the people that other people that know about the place were like, "Well, we're not playing there." I'm like, well, "Why not?" Well, it's it's not a rock bar. I'm like, well, it's a rock bar when I'm there. <laughs> when I'm there on the night of my show, it goes from playing, but it's not a rock bar. It's over off Forest Lane 75. It's kind of a uh, hip hop, rap maybe audience there, oh, wow. but he lets musicians play and they have a stage, and um, and you watch. I will I will come in on a Saturday and, and you know at six o'clock start you know pulling in all my shit, waiting for the bands to show up, and seven o'clock it would go from uh, the the their normal music to Megadeth. I mean, so the crowd would instantly change, and mm-hmm. I was, I, we would bring people in, you know? But uh, I'm glad to see that place is still around, because he works with musicians, and it's a good thing, you know? I definitely promote that place. <laughs> awesome. O'Reilly's, Dallas, Texas. <laughs> There's been a few places I've Forest found Lane. over here on the, on the Fort Worth side, Arlington area. There's another one that did an open mic on Wednesday nights, and I, for the life of me, can never remember the name of that place. There's a friend of mine that I always have to say, hey, what was that name of that place again? <laughs> like, every time I want to remember it or go there again. But it's been pretty cool. Um, there's Over in Fort Worth, there's like Lola's, and if you're familiar with it. Um, I, I, I'm aware I've been there familiar. once, but it, it, was a, it was a cool little spot. They have a, a bar in the back with an outdoor stage, and then they have another 
place up front with an, with an indoor stage up there, and so they've kind of got they've got all kinds of stuff they can do. The night I was there, they only had the one indoor stage going. It was like early last summer. And it was really freaking hot. They, the outside patio was just dead. There was nobody out there. Yeah. But it was it was a cool little spot too. Lola's Trailer Park, I think it was called, over in Fort Worth. Yeah, and I'm there's a familiar. bunch of little places down there. along Magnolia where there are little small venues, and there are a lot of more like indie hipster type stuff you'll you'll find there, like a, one person sitting up there singing some kind of folksy stuff with the guitar, an acoustic guitar. But, yeah. But there are a shit ton of music venues around yeah. all over the whole Metroplex area. I mean, there's just more than you could possibly even visit in a lifetime. I think. I have another page. It's called. It I have another page called uh, Music Faction. And on that one, it's it's uh, it's everything. It doesn't matter what you are. Uh, so listen, if you guys out there are listening and you're any other any other style than metal, we can do stuff with you on Music Faction. So I don't care if you're a rapper, if you're country music. I just don't fucking care. It's for everybody. Whatever the local musicians are around and whatever music they're playing, uh, I'm down with it. I'm looking it up on Facebook right now. Is that the one? Yeah, that's it. Boom. So when you scroll through there, you're gonna see shit from Music Faction. Everybody, I don't know if y'all can see this or not. <laughs> There's all kinds of stuff on there. Hold on a second. I'm, I thought those were. I thought that was the band that like, stopping, but uh. Oh, it's just UPS. I think my UPS. Oh, yeah, they are. They looking for you? No, no, they're just, uh, just, just, uh, chat. I can edit this part out. <laughs> yeah. Um, just, just chit chat. I'm like, looking forward to jamming tonight because we do have band practice in a little while. Um, and my UPS package looks like it is getting close. I ordered some crap and I, I figured that the UPS guy'd come knock on the door like while I was recording. Yeah, <laughs> like right in the middle of a, a hey, really good part. It's like, hey, what were we talking about? Like, fuck, I don't know. Like, oh, that's just my luck. Yeah. <laughs> Fortunately, that hasn't happened. And the dog has been quiet since shortly after you got here. He hasn't interrupted us any. Yeah. Well, that's cool, man. Well, I don't know about you, but I'm look really looking forward to things getting going again. From every angle, so I, you know, more people to talk to, more artists to work with, more shows to go see, more shows to play for, you know, for yeah, for us. Listen, for go band. through go through my page and just check out all the locals. You know, even to check out the YouTube. There's even older videos on YouTube on oh, yeah, the Nation I, YouTube channel. I plan to. Uh, and just hit those guys. If you do it Skype normally, I, I don't think you're gonna have a problem getting it, getting interviews. Uh, I just don't have uh, you know, Skype. I don't even have a. I don't even have a uh, camera on my PC at home. <laughs> and I deleted Skype from my phone, so I'm like, eh, I never use this, and I don't know. Yeah, I have Skype, but I, and like some people will go ahead and put up their webcam, but I, like my old laptop, I just got this one recently. The old one, the lap, the camera went out in it, so it didn't even freaking work. So uh, I was just using it via Skype just for audio only, yeah. and it'll record it. Right there in the app, so you don't have to have something separate. You know, the YouTube with Skype, you had to have a separate program or pop it out and into some kind of a you know, hardware recording device or something like that. But but now you can just all record it right there in Skype. You just hit record, and as soon as it's over, it it saves it as an MP4 video, and you can pull it down and I can use 
video player to rip the audio off of it and bam done so it's, yeah. it makes it pretty easy you don't have to have a lot of extra setup you just use skype and do it and zoom does the same thing but i did one interview with this hip-hop girl in florida on via zoom and it never would the, the video was corrupted when i tried to convert it because hmm. it it's it, Records it in their own format, then you have to use their like internal converter thing to save oh. it down to like MP4 or whatever format. Yeah, and it would crash every time. It never would have got it. It was corrupted, so I never. I, I completely lost. It was like an hour and a half long interview lost. Oh man, bummer. And we've tried to schedule and reschedule it, but haven't gotten around to it. I've been in that situation. I used to do a show in Dallas, and it was called Dallas Rock Showcase, and it was on cable access. Oh wow! You know, like old school Wayne's World. Yeah. And uh, every day I'd wake up, you know. And, Sitting there thinking, dude, if I run into the guys from Pantera, what am I going to ask them? What am I going to ask them? What am I going to ask them? Because they were everywhere. They were all over yeah. the scene. And sure enough, I'm interviewing a band down off of Harry Hines. I can't remember something. Dave's Rock Room or something. Someplace like that down there. But uh, we'll walk in and boom. Fucking uh, Vinnie Paul sitting there with Rocky from Suicidal Tendencies. Oh, damn. And they're just sitting there getting drunk watching local bands. I'm like, wow. So I walk up to him, I'm like, hey man, do you think I could get an interview for my show? It's Dallas Rock Showcase. He was like, yeah, hit me up later on. So the night goes through, I knock out my interviews with the other bands that were that were there. And uh, I'm done, I approach him, I'm like, hey, you think I'd get that interview? He's like, yeah, fuck yeah. We go back to the, the room in the back of the bar. <laughs> and my buddy had the camera, we got the headphones, we're setting up, setting the camera up. He's plugging in the headphones. I'm plugging in the mic, and I'm talking. I'm like, can you hear me? Can you hear me? And he's got the headphones on. He's like, I can hear you. So I'm like, all right. We're sitting on the couch, and I, boom, fucking, I already had every question, I mean, laid out the interview. I've been thinking about it for months. Bam, 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 bam. It was right before, I forgot what album, Far Beyond Driven, maybe? I forgot which album was coming out at the time, but, you know, I was asking him release dates and all this. I had the greatest information. I was fucking stoked. Go home, put in the tape, start watching it. No audio. The fucking mic was at that point where it goes in and it cuts out audio from the mic and it cuts out audio from the mic on the camera. So I'm like, I was pissed. I'm like, holy fuck. So what I did, it was like I just used it as as part of my Dallas Rock Showcase promo and just showed me interviewing Vinnie Paul. But you never got to hear the interview. (laughs) Damn. I'm like, fuck. (laughs) But, you know, things like that happen. It sucks that it happened that time, but... Oh, yeah, especially that. Yeah. <coughs> but that's my old school story. <laughs> what are you going to do? Well, man, yeah. I guess I better let you get back to your rest of your day. And yeah. I appreciate you coming down and coming to chat with us, man. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me out. Let me know when this is up and running. I will. I've got a, there are a couple other episodes I have recorded already, and uh, I want to try to get those edited and out real yeah, quick. Yeah, I But then I, I, want to, I want this to kind of kick off my focus on the local scene. Yeah. So I'm going to kind of try to shift, at least for a while. I'll do some random stuff from other people and previous guests. You know, I have them back on it from time to time, especially like when they're about to have a release or something. I'm like, yeah, hell yeah, let's do it. Yeah. But I'm going to try to focus more on local artists right now. Just because that's that's me. I'm a local artist, so I want to try to help other people in my yeah. community. So, no doubt. Just remember, don't bash promoters <laughs> and don't bash venues. Ten four, man. <laughs> All right, man. Thanks. All right, man. Appreciate it, bro. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Autonomy Talent Podcast. 
whether you're listening as you're commuting to work or as you're washing the dishes or mowing the yard, we greatly appreciate you listening and helping us to support indie artists everywhere. Be sure to follow us all over social. You can find us at Autonomy Pod, all one word, on Twitter and Instagram. And we're also at Autonomy Talent on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, you name it. Or you simply just go to AutonomyTalent.com slash links. From there, we have links to where you can listen to this podcast on your favorite podcast player, be it the Apple Podcasts or Spotify, Google Play Music, or even Stitcher. And also, there's the Podbean app. They are our hosting service, and they do have their own app. So if you grab the Podbean app, you can actually catch our show as well as many other podcasts. And lastly, if you go to that links page and you still don't see your favorite podcasting app, the one that you like to use, just drop me a note, and I'll be sure it gets added to whatever player you like to use. To send me a message, just go to Autonomy Talent on either Twitter or Instagram and drop me a quick DM letting me know which app you like to use and I will go immediately, or as soon as I can, and add our feed to that app. And while we're on the subject of sending me a message, if you are an artist and you would like to be interviewed for this show or have your works featured on the Indie Artist Spotlight episodes that we release on Wednesdays and the occasional Fridays, Drop me a line, same way, Twitter or Instagram, and let me know that you'd like to be featured. Shoot me a link with some of your work, and I'll take a look at it, and we'll see what we can do by getting you on the show. And that wraps up yet another episode of the Autonomy Talent Podcasts. Thank you again for listening, and I hope you enjoy this half as much as I do, because for me, it's it's a ball getting to talk to these amazing artists and getting to feature their works on the spotlight episodes that we do. It's just, it's just fun. So I hope you're having fun with it as well, and we're going to keep cranking these things out. So in closing, remember to always live intentionally. Intentionally.